Hey everybody, this is Chris Mata, host of a podcast, A Mata of Opinion. On this show, we will be celebrating the best time of the year, football season. Each episode, we will be covering different topics such as stats, rankings, predictions, and assessments. Welcome, and stay tuned for today's episode, Week 4 Roundup. To start out, we had the Bengals and the Dolphins opening up on Thursday night, and the Bengals delivered the first loss to the Dolphins. The score was 27-15. to Let's break it down. Tua Tagovailoa was 8 of 14 with 110 yards and one interception. Now, we all saw the scary concussion that just happened in front of our eyes. Four days after the last event that never should have happened. This is one of the scary things that the league is going to be having to keep an eye on. There was absolutely zero reason Tua should have been in the active lineup this week. Teddy Bridgewater did step into the game. He went 14 of 23 for 193 yards with one touchdown and one interception. Raheem Mostert had 69 yards rushing on 15 carries. Tyreek Hill returned with a strong game. He had 160 yards of receiving with sadly no touchdowns. The only touchdown that came was from Chase Edmonds, but the kicker Sanders provided the rest of the nine points for the Dolphins. So looking at the Bengals, Joe Burrow went 20 of 31 for 287 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Mixon rushed for 61 yards and one touchdown. T. Higgins absolutely destroyed with seven receptions, 124 yards, and one touchdown. Jamar Chase was limited to four catches and 81 yards. Really, there was no big question throughout the game about what was going to happen. It seemed like the Bengals stalled on offense quite a bit. The Bengals showed up on defense, though, and they were tough. And we just found out earlier this week that the doctor who cleared Tua to play has been dismissed by the team. Now, they haven't released a name, and I doubt that they will, which makes me wonder if they're going to recycle them back in later after the news dies down. Moving over, we have the Vikings and the Saints. The throwdown in London. The Vikings win 28-25. to Kirk Cousins went 25-38 of for 273 yards with one touchdown and one interception. Dalvin Cook rushed for 76 yards, sadly no touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had 147 yards on 10 receptions. Adam Thielen had 72 yards on 8 receptions. And a big shout-out to their kicker, Greg Joseph, who went 5-for-5 five five on field goals, providing 16 points for the team in total. For the Saints, Andy Dalton got the start due to fractures in Jameis Winston's back. He went 20 of 28 for 236 yards and one touchdown. Latavius Murray rushed for 57 yards and one touchdown. Taysom Hill rushed for 21 yards and one touchdown. The rookie, Chris Olave, had 67 yards and four receptions for one touchdown. And Marquez Callaway had 53 yards receiving. In true Saints fashion, they did start off slow going into the fourth quarter. The score was 16-14. to 14. With one minute and 45 seconds left in the fourth quarter, the Minnesota Vikings will start on their own 18-yard line. They will then drive 53 yards in a six-play drive, ending with a 47-yard field goal from Greg Joseph. The score is now 28-25 Vikings. The Saints will then receive the ball with 24 seconds left on the clock. It is first and 10 on their own 25-yard line. Andy Dalton will take a deep shot to Chris Olave. He completes a 32-yard pass. The ball is now on the Minnesota 43-yard line. Andy Dalton will attempt a couple of short passes along the right sideline, but there was only nine seconds remaining. They have no choice but to kick the field goal. So Will Lutz trots out to attempt a 61-yard field goal. The snap happens. The hold is great. The kick is great. 
but at the last possible moment, it traces a little too far to the left, hits the left goalpost, bounces off the crossbar, and away from the field goal. It is no good. The Saints lose off of a Cody Parkey Part 2. Moving to the Seahawks and Lions, they totally sold out on offense. There was absolutely no defense that showed up today. The score was 48-45. to Geno Smith went 23 of 30 for 320 yards and two touchdowns. Rashad Penny rushed for 151 yards on 17 carries and scored twice. DK Metcalf had 149 yards receiving on seven receptions. Sadly, no touchdowns. Tyler Lockett had 91 yards on six catches. Will Disley had 39 yards receiving and one touchdown. Moving over to the Lions, who were playing without DeAndre Swift and Amal Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff was 26 of 39, 378 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. Jamal Williams rushed for 108 yards and two touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson had 179 yards and two touchdowns on eight receptions. Josh Reynolds had seven catches for 81 yards and one touchdown. So going into the fourth quarter, the score was 38-23 to Seahawks. With 14 minutes and 23 seconds remaining on the clock, the Lions will score a touchdown and convert a two-point conversion, making the score 38-31 Seahawks. The Seahawks will then drive 10 plays for 68 yards that will end with a 25-yard field goal from Myers, making the score 41-31. The Lions, with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, will drive again 12 plays for 75 yards that ends in a 40-yard touchdown pass from Goff to Hawkinson, making the score 41-38. The Seahawks will respond... Rashad Penny will bust a 41-yard run for a touchdown, making the score 48-38. With 2 minutes and 14 seconds left in the game, Detroit will start at their own 25. They will drive 75 yards on 9 plays, ending in a touchdown pass to Jackson from Goff, making the score 48 Seattle, 45 Detroit. With a minute and 6 seconds left, the Lions will attempt an onside kick, which they failed to recover. The Seahawks run out the clock. Game over, the Lions have another heartbreak loss. In this game, they combined for a total of 93 points and 1,075 yards of total offense. This was absolutely insane. Moving on to our next lineup, we have the Jets who upset the Steelers 24-20. to Zach Wilson making his return to the Jets went 18 of 36 for 252 yards and one touchdown with two interceptions. Brees Hall rushed for 66 yards and one touchdown. Corey Davis had 74 yards receiving and one touchdown on five receptions. Elijah Moore and Tyler Conklin turning in similar stats. Both had three receptions. Elijah Moore had 53 yards and Tyler Conklin had 52. Moving over to the Steelers, Trubisky did start the game and he was 7 of 13 for 84 yards and one interception. But after the second half, he was finally placed on the bench And so you know what that means. Kenny Pickett was brought into the game. He started the second half. Now, it was a rough go. He was 10 of 13 for 120 yards, and he threw a total of three interceptions. However, you can say that Pickett did show off his rushing ability and rushed for two touchdowns. And before everybody lays down the hate, two of those three interceptions were off the hands of his receivers, Claypool and the tight end Fryermith. The last interception, the third one, that was definitely on Pickett, but he was just trying to win the game with a last-minute Hail Mary. 
but this marks the start of a new era for the Steelers. They should be absolutely excited. I'm sorry if you were a Trubisky fan. I'm sick of seeing him. Let him be on the bench. That's where he's going to be for the rest of his career. Not a bad deal, right? Front row seats to every game. No stress. No problems. And hey, if he sticks around long enough, he might see a Super Bowl. Moving over to the rest of the team, we had Najee Harris, who rushed for 74 yards. George Pickens had 102 yards on six receptions. Pat Fryermouth had 85 yards on seven receptions. Deontay Johnson just seemed to disappear this game. So at the start of the fourth quarter, the score was 13-10 Steelers. Kenny Pickett will then rush for a two-yard touchdown, making the score 20-10 Steelers. The Jets will respond with an 11-play drive, totaling 81 yards, ending in a five-yard touchdown pass to Corey Davis, making the score 17-20 Steelers. That's when Kenny Pickett will throw his second interception of the day, leading to a 10-play, 65-yard drive from the Jets, who will then take the lead 24-20 after a two-yard touchdown run from Brees Hall. Kenny Pickett will then get the ball back with 16 seconds left in the fourth quarter. He completes a 27-yard pass to Pickens, and then he will have eight seconds left. He will throw a Hail Mary that is intercepted by Joyner in the back of the end zone. Time has expired. The Jets win 24-20. The Giants topple the Bears 20-12. There was nothing too interesting about this game. However, the league should be on notice. Saquon is back. Daniel Jones went 8-13 of 13 for 71 yards. He did injure his ankle in the third quarter and was replaced by Tyrod Taylor but he didn't get to play long. He took a hit from Michael Clemens, the defensive end for the Jets. Now, the initial collision was not that bad. It's what you would expect from a normal hit. However, Michael Clements, at six foot five and 269 pounds, landed on Taylor's head, and it was completely by accident. This was not an egregious play, so he's knocked out of the game. This leads to Saquon Barkley taking direct snaps at quarterback, and Daniel Jones did attempt to come back into the game, but he was used as a gimmick. The Giants will hold on to win it 20-12. Saquon Barkley had 146 yards on 31 carries. Daniel Jones had 68 yards rushing and two touchdowns. The Giants had no wide receiver on the field that day, and that's just putting it politely. All of them were held under 25 yards. Moving over to the Bears, Justin Fields went 12-22 for 174 yards. Khalil Herbert cooled off and only rushed for 77 yards on 19 carries. Darnell Mooney had 94 yards on four reception, and everyone else was held under 25 yards. Again, a very uneventful game. All of the drama coming from the quarterback questions, which the Giants will have to answer because Daniel Jones is going to be day-to-day. Tyrod Taylor probably won't be available anytime soon due to concussion protocol. So again, a lot of big questions. Hopefully Daniel Jones is able to just hop back into the lineup for them. Moving on to our next lineup. We have the Colts getting run over by Derrick Henry and the Titans. The score was 24-17. Ryan Tannehill was 17-21 of for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Derrick Henry had 114 yards rushing and one touchdown. Chigozium Okonkwo had 38 yards receiving and one touchdown. Robert Woods had 30 yards receiving and one touchdown as well. Matt Ryan was 27-37 of for 356 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Jonathan Taylor rushed for 42 yards on 20 carries. Mo Alley-Cox had 85 yards and two touchdowns on six receptions. Alec Pierce had 80 yards on four receptions. So going into halftime, the score was 24-10 Titans. In the second half of the game, there was a total of seven points scored by both teams. So yes, this turned into a snooze fest real quick. 
but the Titans did get another win. The Chargers find themselves again. They shocked the Texans 34-24. Justin Herbert went 27 of 39 for 340 yards and two touchdowns. Austin Eckler rushed for 60 yards and two touchdowns on 13 carries. So look who finally decided to show up and join the party. Thank you, Austin Eckler. Mike Williams had 120 yards, no touchdowns. Gerald Everett had 61 yards and one touchdown on five receptions. All other receivers were held under 50 yards. Davis Mills went 26 of 35 for 246 yards and two touchdowns with two interceptions. Damian Pierce rushed for 131 yards and one touchdown on 14 carries. Nico Collins at 82 yards and three receptions. Brandon Cooks had 57 yards and one touchdown on seven catches. The Chargers dominated the game. The Texans allowed four sacks and threw two interceptions. We did see a lot of flashy plays from Damian Pierce. And Austin Eckler was a lot more active, but I still would like to see him get at least 10 more carries a game. Next, we move over to the Falcons, who hold their ground against the Browns and beat them 23-20. Jacoby Brissett went 21 of 35 for 234 yards and one interception. Nick Chubb ran for 118 yards and one touchdown on 19 carries. David Njoku had 73 yards receiving. Donovan Peoples-Jones had 71 yards receiving. All other receivers were held under 40 yards. Marcus Mariota was 17 of 19 for 139 yards and one interception. Tyler Algier rushed for 84 yards. Cordero Patterson rushed for 38 yards and one touchdown. Let it be noted that the Falcons did place him on the injured reserve list. He will be out for at least four weeks. Caleb Huntley rushed for 56 yards and one touchdown. The leading receiver was Zacchaeus with 55 yards and no touchdowns. All other receivers were held underneath 25 yards. So to wind this up, with 3 minutes and 35 seconds left in the fourth quarter, the score is 20-20. to 20. The Falcons will start with the ball on their own 9-yard line. Marcus Mariota will throw a deep pass to Zacchaeus for a 42-yard completion. The ball is now at the Cleveland 34-yard line. The Falcons will run a couple of plays, ultimately ending up at the Cleveland 27-yard line, where Youngway Koo will make a 45-yard field goal to give the Falcons the 23-20 lead. The Browns will get the ball back with 2 minutes and 28 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Jacoby Brissett will complete a 20-yard pass and get the ball to the Cleveland 45-yard line. The Browns will run a couple of more plays and... An ineligible downfield pass penalty will slow their drive. They will eventually face a third and 23 at the Cleveland 46-yard line. Jacoby Brissett will then take a shot to the deep left side of the field, and the ball is intercepted. Falcons will run out the clock and hold on to win it. The Dallas Cowboys are in no rush to get rid of Cooper Rush. The Commanders fall 25-10. to Cooper Rush was 15 of 27 for 223 yards and two touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott rushed for 49 yards on 19 carries. CeeDee Lamb had 97 yards and one touchdown on six receptions. Noah Brown had 61 yards on three receptions. And Michael Gallup, in his return, had 24 yards and one touchdown on two receptions. Carson Wentz went 25 of 42 for 170 yards with one touchdown and two interceptions. Antonio Gibson rushed for 49 yards, Jonathan Williams rushed for 48 yards, and J.D. McKissick rushed for 40 yards. Jahan Dotson had 43 yards receiving and one touchdown on three receptions. All other receivers were held underneath 40 yards. At the end of the game, Cooper Rush did say what we were all thinking. 
and it was the defense that is keeping this team alive, and he continues to stay humble. And what he continues to hope for is just another team win. It's hard not to like this guy. I hope they keep seeing success behind Cooper Rush. But if I'm Dak Prescott, I am starting to sweat just a little bit. The Eagles escaped the Jaguars 29-21. Jalen Hurts was 16-25 of for 204 yards and one interception. Miles Sanders rushed for 134 yards and two touchdowns on 27 carries. Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Gainwell both rushed for a touchdown. A.J. Brown had 95 yards receiving. Dallas Goddard had 72 yards receiving. All other receivers were held underneath 25 yards. Trevor Lawrence was 11 of 23 for 174 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Travis Etienne rushed for 32 yards and no touchdowns. James Robinson had rushed 29 yards, but sadly no touchdowns. Christian Kirk had 60 yards receiving. Jamal Agnew had 50 yards receiving and two touchdowns. The Jaguars, right out of the gate, came out and punched the Eagles right in the face. They took a 14-0 lead, but it was only a matter of time before the Eagles found their footing, and Jalen Hurts started that offense moving. They scored 20 points in the second quarter and another nine in the fourth quarter just to put the nail in the coffin. Moving to the Ravens, who blow another lead, this time to the Bills, losing 23-20. Josh Allen was 19-36 of for 213 yards and one touchdown with one interception. Josh Allen also rushed for 70 yards and one touchdown. Stephon Diggs had 62 yards receiving. All other receivers were held underneath 50 yards. All other running backs were held under 50 yards as well. Lamar Jackson went 20 of 29 for 144 yards with one touchdown and two interceptions. Lamar Jackson did rush for 73 yards. Justice Hall and J.K. Dobbins both provided around 42 yards of rushing. J.K. Dobbins did have one rushing touchdown. Devin DuVernay had 51 yards receiving, and all other receivers were held underneath 25 yards. The Ravens would score 20 points in the first half, leading into halftime 20-10. to 10. They would then go on to score absolutely nothing the rest of the game. Meanwhile, Josh Allen absolutely willing his team to another win by scoring 13 unanswered points. Moving over to the next team that keeps disappointing everyone, the Panthers fall to the Cardinals 26-16. Kyler Murray went 23-32 of for 207 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception with one rushing touchdown. James Conner was the leading rusher with 55 yards, no touchdowns. Marquise Brown had 88 yards and one touchdown on six receptions. Zach Ertz had 47 yards and one touchdown on six receptions. Baker Mayfield went 22 of 36 for 197 yards with one touchdown and two interceptions. Christian McCaffrey had 27 yards rushing but had 81 yards receiving and one touchdown. The Cardinals absolutely controlled the game. Time of possession was 38 minutes and 35 seconds compared to the Panthers' 21 minutes and 25 seconds. The Panthers threw two interceptions and fumbled once. They allowed two sacks and were 2 of 10 on third down conversions. This was just a Cardinals game all the way around. Speaking of disappointments, we have the Raiders getting their first win over the Broncos 32-23. Derek Carr was 21-34 of for 188 yards. Josh Jacobs absolutely carried the team with 144 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams had 101 yards receiving, sadly no touchdowns. Russell Wilson 
was 17 of 25 for 237 yards and two touchdowns. He also provided one rushing touchdown. Javante Williams had a 28 yards rushing day, but he will be out the rest of the season due to an ACL tear. Now we're going to be wondering who is going to be stepping into the role of running back because Melvin Gordon must have a deal with Butterfingers that we don't know about because he keeps putting the ball on the ground, costing the Broncos two games now. And then we're going to go to Mike Boone, who ends up dropping a fourth down conversion. So who knows who's going to be starting at running back and who knows if these guys are even going to have a job. So if your job is currently hiring, send it to Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone because they might be looking for a different career. Moving on, Hamler had 55 yards receiving. Jared Judy had 53 yards receiving and one touchdown. Cortland Sutton had 52 yards receiving and one touchdown. Russell Wilson was looking like his prime self again, and actually we saw a couple of things we haven't seen in a couple of years. He was using his legs, gaining first downs, and not only that, he added a rushing touchdown into the stat line. Actually, this just came in today. The Broncos signed Latavius Murray from the practice squad of the Saints. The Packers improved to 3-1, beating the Patriots 27-24. to Aaron Rodgers was 21 of 35 for 251 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Aaron Jones rushed for 110 yards. Alan Lazard had 160 yards receiving. Romeo Dobbs had 47 yards receiving and one touchdown. Brian Hoyer started the game at quarterback for the Patriots, but he was forced out due to a head injury, and that brought in Bailey Zappi. Now you're probably wondering, who the f*** is Bailey Zappi? He played college ball at Western Kentucky. He's six foot, 215 pounds, runs a 4.8840, and has a 30-inch vertical. He was just a prolific passer in college. He threw for 5,545 yards, 56 touchdowns, to only 11 interceptions. He has great pocket poise. He has good pre-snap recognition and has an excellent touch on the deep ball. He went 10 for 15 for 99 yards and one touchdown. Damian Harris rushed for 86 yards and one touchdown. Ramondre Stevenson rushed for 66 yards. All Patriots receivers were held under 50 yards. Devontae Parker did have one touchdown. Big props to the Patriots for forcing the game into overtime. There's going to be somebody to watch with this Bailey Zappi kid. Of course, there are a lot of things that he can still learn, but coming out and looking that sharp was actually surprising. I think he's going to move into the starting role even when Mac Jones is a little healthier. Moving to the next big game of the week, it was the Chiefs that topple the Bucks, 41-31. Patrick Mahomes is already looking like he's ready for the AFC Championship game. He was 23 of 37 for 249 yards and three touchdowns and only one interception. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire rushed for 92 yards and one touchdown on 19 carries. Isaiah Pacheco had a busy day rushing for 63 yards on 11 carries. Travis Kelsey had 92 yards and one touchdown on nine receptions. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had 63 yards. Juju Smith-Schuster rounded that off with 46 yards. Tom Brady went 39 of 52 for 385 yards and three touchdowns. Richard White had six yards rushing. Leonard Fournette had negative three yards rushing. Mike Evans had 103 yards and two touchdowns on eight receptions. Chris Godwin had 59 yards receiving. Yes, he's back in the lineup with Tom Brady. Leonard Fournette did have 57 yards receiving and one touchdown. 
for our final lineup of the week. The 49ers absolutely buried the Rams. The score was 24-9. to Jimmy Garoppolo was 16 of 27 for 239 yards and one touchdown. Jeffrey Wilson had himself a day. He rushed for 74 yards and one touchdown on 18 carries. Debo Samuel had one amazing catch and run. He had 115 yards and one touchdown. All other 49er receivers were held underneath 40 yards. Matthew Stafford was 32 of 48 for 254 yards and one interception. All running backs were held underneath 27 yards. Cooper Cup had 122 yards receiving on 14 receptions. Tyler Higby had 73 yards on 10 receptions. Allen Robinson still nowhere to be found. The Rams had no answer for the 49ers defense. They were walking all over the patched and repaired offensive line. The Rams were really looking exposed. So there was a very special moment during the game. There was a streaker that ran onto the field with a pink smoke bomb, and eventually he was tackled, and I mean he was absolutely leveled by Bobby Wagner. Now you can see the full clips circling around on TikTok, Twitter, and probably Instagram as well. Definitely go give that a look. Other than that, it was the 49ers recording their seven sacks on the game, including a pick six by Talanoa Hufunga. And that is the end of our week four roundup. Thank you for tuning in to a Mod of Opinion on Spotify. Don't forget to follow and share.